0: For the better part of the last decade, science fiction finally evolved from a niche genre into a mainstream staple. And while many people are familiar with the so-called fathers and grandfathers of genre, the women who have been instrumental in creating and shaping the nerdverse have largely gone unrecognized. Until today. I'm Courtney Enlow, and this is Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls Forgotten Women of Genre a podcast where we tell the stories of the women who helped some of the most famous fantasy worlds become a reality. Good evening. Alfred Hitchcock, the undisputed king of suspense. Without him, modern horror and cinema in general would be wildly different. But without Alma Reville, so would his films. Her work predated her husband's entrance into the film industry. Reville was an editor, an assistant director, and a writer all on her own. But it is her unsung work on Hitchcock's films that cement her place in cinematic history with so many other forgotten or ignored women behind the men. As Charles Champlin wrote after she passed away, the Hitchcock touch had four hands, and two were Alma's. Alma Lucy Reville was born August 14, 1899 to Lucy and Matthew Reville, both of whom worked in lace manufacturing. Her father was later hired at Twickenham Film Studios in London. After frequently visiting him at the studio, Raville was hired as a tea girl, which sounds adorable. She worked her way up to editing, which was then called cutting, and then script writing and as a director's assistant. In 1921, Raville went to work at Famous Players Lasky, working primarily in script continuity and editing. Around that same time, the company hired a young graphic designer to design dialogue cards, as this was the silent film era. That designer was Alfred Hitchcock. By most accounts, the two didn't know each other. Hitchcock implied later in life that he didn't want to approach her until he'd advanced to a higher position than a lowly designer. That changed in 1923. Hitchcock was named assistant director on a film called Woman to Woman, and he needed an editor. He asked Reville if she was interested. Did she jump at the chance? Not exactly. According to their daughter, Patricia Hitchcock O'Connell, Alma politely informed her future husband that the salary he was offering was inadequate. So she left. Hitchcock chased her down the hall and made a better offer. This time, she accepted. In 1925, Hitchcock released his directorial debut, The Pleasure Garden. Reville was his assistant director. She was even profiled by the picture-goer in a piece that was headlined as follows. Alma in Wonderland. An interesting article proving that a woman's place is not always the home. That is interesting, picture-goer. Good job. Hitchcock and Reville were married in 1926. They welcomed their daughter, Patricia, in 1928. But the year prior, they welcomed another special delivery, their first shared screenwriting credit, for The Ring, a silent sports film. At the time, the film was a critically lauded box office failure but it's one of just nine silent Hitchcock films that have survived time. Over the years, Ravel would work with her husband, co-writing classics like Suspicion and Shadow of a Doubt, and having at least a guiding hand in rewriting or reworking many of his scripts, also collaborating on casting. Credited or not, and often not, Ravel was a constant presence in her husband's work, the person he trusted most. And perhaps the only one he would regularly listen to. But nowhere is Ravel's impact more noted than in arguably what is her husband's most famous film. <laughs> Score is perhaps the most well-known, most copied, most parodied, most celebrated piece of music and film of all time. And if it were left alone to Alfred Hitchcock, it wouldn't have existed at all. In the iconic shower scene of 1960s Psycho, Hitchcock originally wanted no music. The only sounds he wanted were Janet Leigh's screams and running water. According to Stephen Rebello, who wrote the book that inspired the 2012 film Hitchcock. Hitch was adamant about this. The composer Bernard Herrmann had already created music to accompany the scene. Enter Alma Reville. In 2013, Rebello told the Telegraph, "Hitch and Bernie were at loggerheads. Alma was extremely diplomatic, seductive and charming, and you'd want to please her because she was so smart." Alma persuaded Hitchcock to listen to what Herrmann was doing with that sequence not just to reject it out of hand. She really had a major impact on the film by just persuading Hitch to back off from his own ego and listen to the idea of somebody else, in this case, a brilliant idea. So the reason everyone knows exactly what you're referring to when you make a stabby motion and go, wee, 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 that's all Alma Revelle. Her impact on Psycho could have ended right there and then more than enough for legendary status. But remember, Reville was first and foremost an editor. And with that cutter's eye, she spotted something no one else did. While laying on the floor of that Bates Motel bathroom, a supposedly dead Marion Crane swallowed. Dead people, as a rule, don't do that. As psychoscript Supervisor Marshall Shlome told The Telegraph, we must have run that sequence back and forth a couple hundred times. We completely missed it. Alma Ravel didn't. Surely to God she hasn't let the old fool anywhere near her. <laughs> of course not. Is she leading him on? No. Can't help being a pretty girl. They're all pretty. Grace was pretty, Ingrid was pretty. Okay, what's she got, Peggy? What's this one got that's so bloody special? Perhaps ironically, in light of his history of abusing and torturing female stars, it was Alfred Hitchcock who was his wife's most vocal supporter. In accepting the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award in 1979, he said, I ask permission to mention by name only four people who have given me the most affection. Appreciation and encouragement and constant collaboration. The first of the four is a film editor. The second is a scriptwriter. The third is the mother of my daughter, Pat. And the fourth is as fine a cook as ever performed miracles in a domestic kitchen. And their names are Alma Reville. See picture goer, she got back to the kitchen. Don't worry about it. All jokes aside, history is unkind and those rare occasions it actually remembers the woman behind the man, it can be to question or to blame her for that man's behavior. Love and cherish his wife as he did. Alfred Hitchcock truly was an abusive man, endlessly harassing and tormenting his female stars. And there are some who have revealed complicit in that abuse. Donald Spoto, writer of The Dark Side of Genius, told the telegraph of an anecdote on the set of The Birds. Said Spoto, Tippy Hedren said to her, Alma, you could stop this with a word. Why don't you? And Alma just looked at Tippy and walked away. To Spoto, Reville truly could have stopped this behavior. He describes Hitchcock as terrified of Reville. We don't know to what level Reville was comfortable with Hitchcock's treatment of his stars or what she could have done, if anything, to prevent it. But shouldn't the onus be on the abuser? Spoto told The Telegraph of another anecdote. The two were at a film screening in 1976. All of a sudden, the telephone rings. Hitchcock picked it up, only for about five seconds. Then he put the phone down and drew himself out of his chair and said, I have to go home immediately. Madam wants me at home. So was Alma Reville this formidable, terrifying presence, ordering around her husband, summoning him with but a word? Was this abusive onset tyrant turned into a sad puppy in her presence? Or are there some things that an abusive man won't listen to his wife about? Did her influence only stretch so far? I don't know, but it sounds an awful lot like the way powerful women have been described and vilified for eternity. Forced to answer for the bad deeds of bad men. Full support! We've mortgaged our house! And might I remind you, I have weighed in on every aspect of this film so far, as I have done on every film you've made in the last three decades. The first time you show the film, it will be my notes that you want. I celebrate with you when the reviews are good. I cry for you when they are bad. I host your parties and and I put up with those fantasy romances with your leading ladies. And when you're out promoting this film around the world, I will be there beside, or rather slightly behind you, smiling endlessly for the press, even though I'm ready to drop. And being gracious to people who look through me as if I were invisible or elbow me aside because all they can see is the great and glorious genius Alfred Hitchcock. And now... For the first time in years, I dare to work on something that isn't an Alfred Hitchcock production, and I'm met with accusations and criticisms. Alma Reville died July 6, 1982, at 82 years old, two years after her husband's passing. In recent years, Reville has finally seen the spotlight to varying degrees of characterization. 2012 saw two films about Alfred Hitchcock. The Girl, starring Toby Jones and Sienna Miller, which detailed the infamous making of the movie The Birds, and Hitchcock, starring Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren, playing Alma Ravell. In The Girl, Imelda Staunton plays Ravell as a somewhat tragic, meek character. She is at best willfully ignorant of her husband's predilections, a bit jealous and hurt. She is more sidelined and depowered. Whereas in Hitchcock, Mirren plays her as a powerful, formidable collaborator and at times opponent. So which one is the truth? Well, the thing about women is we contain multitudes. Ravel could have been more akin to one or both of these depictions, or neither, or somewhere in between, or more or beyond anything these films or even this podcast can define. But what we do know is that Alma Reville had a hand in shaping cinema history as we know it. Actually, make that two hands. Forgotten Women of Genre is a production of Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. Today's episode was written and read by Courtney Enlow and produced by Cher Martinetti. You can find the script of this episode and so much more at sci Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi Fangirls.